Hello there, listener. Yes, you specifically. You should know that sometimes, due to the things we discuss on the pod, it might contain potentially triggering content. But the good news is you can always review the episode descriptions for a full list of the warnings applicable to this episode. Oh, and just so you know, this podcast is rated R for really filthy. It includes adult themes and explicit content, so if you're an adult, buckle up, gird your loins, and prepare to flood the basement, because we are going down with these ships. Welcome back to Care of Magical Shippers. It is a Harry Potter ship culture podcast. Yes! This week we're doing more Arthur slash... Arthur slash Lucius. Arthur slash Lucius. Um, <laughs> <laughs> more Arthur slash Lucius. Um, <laughs> I didn't look at... I, <gasps> c- can we use that? I don't want to seem like I'm, I'm putting off any of our disabled <laughs> listeners. <laughs> But at, the, but at the same time, it is very funny. Uh, with this week, yeah. we're doing more Arthur slash Lucius. I call it loosely. You call it... What do you call it? Well, Luther is like a common one. Otherwise, we were like Lucy, remember? Like, I yeah. love Lucy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we were like Lucy Lawless. Uh, yes. Yeah, it, it got mm-hmm. very out of hand very quickly. Anyway, we're doing more of that this week because... Yes. So you'll remember in the last episode, we got carried away. We made our own fic. Uh, yes. We were also like... I I wanted to look for a very specific fic about that centered around the Muggle duel that happened canonically at Flourish and Blots. So I went away looking for that fic and I found it and it yes. is phenomenal. So we had to talk about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So what is it? It's called, we told you, what is it? <laughs> the Seduction of Arthur Weasley. And we'll link it in the description. I think we probably mentioned it in the last episode. If not, we'll definitely um, yeah. make sure it's there. And uh, so if you haven't read it, go ahead and give it a read. Because for this one, in comparison probably to The Love of a Good Wizard, it'll be more like, hey this ended kind of abruptly for us in our opinion so we want to like where we think it would continue like we want to i don't know like what would we want to come of it if it were to be longer i guess um yeah exactly yes and it's by uh far far bouty dottier we think (laughs) we don't we don't Far bounty daughter. So, so we we don't actually know how to pronounce this wonderful author's name. Um, no. If you are the author of this fic and you authored it and you're like, it's pronounced this way, please yeah. get in touch please so that we can us. we can correct that for you because we want to make sure that you're getting the proper kudos. But yes. Uh, yes. but mm-hmm. whatever whatever your name is, we loved it. <laughs> and, yeah, and we want to yes. we want to talk about it because yes. I should say as well. Um, the author does stipulate in their notes that they do intend to continue this fic at some point. <gasps> do so, they? yeah, they they do say that they want to write more, but but nobody knows when more is coming. Was this like at the end of the last chapter? 
I think so, yeah. I think so. Oh my God. Um, okay. It's definitely in the notes somewhere. You can go on to AO3 and, and read that. Um, but what I am, what I am excited. It just ends. Oh, does it? Oh, no, I definitely did read that they want to. Maybe it was in a comment. Maybe it was in reply to maybe. a comment somewhere. Oh, yeah. Probably someone's like, we needed more. Like, obviously. We just, yeah. Obviously, we needed more. So. <laughs> yeah, I think somebody was like so excited to read more. And then the author yeah. replied and was like, hey, you do intend to write more at some stage so yeah um, neat yeah yeah i mean obviously it can end where it is and then it's like kind of open-ended like oh if their relationship continues or things happen then yeah so yeah so part of the reason i'm so excited to talk about this one in particular is because it's a pod first for us we're talking about a fic that is canon compliant you know, mm-hmm. this is fanfic that just expands on a canon moment and makes it so that these characters are behaving in a totally canon-compliant way, which I guess mm-hmm. is why it ends as abruptly as it does. Mm-hmm. Because after you get past a certain point, there is no more story to base this off. Um, right. But but like I said, it does begin with uh, Arthur and Lucius meeting at Flourish and Blots. And mm-hmm. then there is some flashback stuff to their time at Hogwarts. And yeah, I don't know. Do we just want to get into it? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so when the two of them meet each other, uh, obviously we get, we, we see how things unfold from sort of inside Lucius's head. Mm-hmm. And then we see, I think it flashes back to 1963 and... 67. 67, yes. 67. Sorry, I did read this fic. It was in 60 <laughs> I did. Some... It, was, it was a yeah. thing. Yeah, we, it was, yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> it was in the 60 sometime. Anyway, uh, the point is Arthur Weasley is a prefect at this time and he is ushering in Lucius, who has been caught in the cold and he's like, you'll freeze to death. And they have a really... It's a, it's a tender moment, right? Mm-hmm. And... I wasn't expecting something like this to hit the fix so quickly, mm-hmm. but it really sets up their their animosity later on because mm-hmm. then you were like, oh, they have all of this history built mm-hmm. into this moment. And mm-hmm. it's so clever the way that the author does that, just, just flits back into a memory. And you know what I like about that is it's just triggered by meeting Arthur. Right, yeah. so there's there's no pensive, there's no actual travel back through time. Mm-hmm. It's all just it's all just there in front of Lucius, and it's hitting him like, oh my god, all these feelings from years ago are mm-hmm. hitting me in the face. And I just I I don't know how you felt, but I thought that was really impactful. Yeah, for sure, and it was really interesting how, of course, they portray. Like an easy out, I guess you could say, as far as like Lucius's emotional availability is like he and Narcissa haven't had like, it was a marriage of convenience. They, you know, never really loved each other, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. They no longer shared a bed, I guess. Like they had different, it just, so he obviously had, still had his feelings and emotional availability for Arthur. But then on the flip side, Arthur has Molly and all these kids and like family that he loves. And it's like very different for him to navigate versus obviously Lucius just trying to seduce Arthur Weasley. And the way he does it is really, I mean, it's very Lucius. Like he's 
Like, how can I get close to him again? And how can I do that? Oh, I'm going to throw up. I, ha- I throw a party and all the like people from the ministry and all these like big people everywhere are going to be there. And Dumbledore's there too. Yeah, Dumbledore too. And the Weasleys are never really invited. And so then he extends the invite to Arthur and Molly, technically, and the kids, but no one's able to come. And he wants to help Arthur get back into, you know, in good graces with like social people to like help him. And then Percy, that's like another thing too, was talking about how he, he's like, I know the whatever international cooperation dude and maybe, yeah, it's just, it was just like you said, it follows all these things that come off, come to be later in canon that like makes sense. And it's just, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. It's pulling from all these things. And this definitely could be happening in the background that you wouldn't even realize was happening. Yeah. And I, I do, part of the reason I enjoy this fic and enjoy this ship is because it builds a layer of complexity into characters like Arthur that because we see the canon story from Hannon's we see the canon story from Harry's point of view so often mm-hmm. that we don't really see, we just see characters like Molly and Arthur as sort of flat two-dimensional characters. It's not that they're, it's not that they're not uh, helpful to Harry and they don't progress the story, but we don't really get much development for them. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the Arthur we see in book two is pretty much the Arthur we see in book seven, you know, and, and so... Uh, those characters plateau. What I love about exploration like this is it really allows you to get into what is their headspace? Are they happily married? Mm -hmm. Are they, uh, you know, what are their feelings about uh, navigating a very complex wizarding history and their place in it? And, you know, we've always known that Arthur and Molly, uh, you know, come from pure-blood families, but have... Mm -hmm complicated histories with that and how do they navigate that right and I, I loved I loved that there was this exploration not only of Lucius's unhappy marriage to Narcissa but then also Lucius sort of turning the seduction of Arthur into a game for himself oh, for right sure. where he's convincing himself he's like I'm gonna break this down into stages yes. and I'm going to slowly but surely worm yes. my way back into his life yes. because I've decided I he's plan. who I want yes and uh, and he would be that meticulous. You know, we we see it in uh, Draco. So why would he mm-hmm. not have inherited that from Lucius? Mm-hmm. Um, I and I like seeing that sort of cheeky, mischievous side of Lucius coming through because you know he's only ever a sort of a Disney villain in the books. Yes. Um, and and then he's you know full on Death Eater. But as we said in the last episode, you know, there's a lot about that. That what if he was secretly protecting Arthur through it all um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and I sort of I love I love it when canon events like that the assumptions that we make can totally be turned on their heads that way that stuff like that that is so cleverly conceived Mm -hmm. just really makes me happy as a reader um and yeah, yeah this happens in this fic too where things don't necessarily get turned on their heads but more is built into the the relationship between them and so we re- we really get to see you know uh 
the sort of the labyrinthine uh, maze-like construction of Malfoy Manor and the mm-hmm. sort of the sort of the quasi-comedic moments between them. And then also again when we see them in Arthur's basement office at the ministry. Um, you yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think of that? It's Lucius that has him moved, correct? Like Lucius somehow is behind the way him moving to the basement to be by himself. Like... Perkins or whoever was like working with him was like put somewhere else or like funding changed something happened I think that Lucius did I'm trying to remember it's been a little bit since I read it but so I so I think Perkins is still working with him but for whatever reason he is like Arthur's on his own for the moment Um, right he like has a different he's yeah he was put in a different office because they allude to the fact that no one's comes there like no one's gonna you know, show up and see them do whatever they're going to do. So it's like, I'm pretty sure it was something that Lucius had a hand in that he had, that Arthur had to move and was by himself. And then he could visit him alone. Well, I think you you might be thinking of the, like the very end. When yes, Arthur that's what has I'm thinking to, of. Yes, you, yes, yes, when, yes. When Arthur has to go in front of fudge and explain why he has this flying car and or he thinks he's going to have to do this massive yes. long explanation it's going to be really yes. difficult mm-hmm. and Lucius essentially saves him from any yes. uh, any lengthy problematic mm-hmm. discussions um so yeah, oh, yeah the- and he sends the letter because he's like what can I do to help that's not going to make things worse and of course exactly. just like he sends a letter he's just like hey if you you know need me or something and Arthur's just like what like why why would Lucius care or want to you know do anything to yeah right but what I um found really interesting is it's never explicitly mentioned that that Lucius can't talk about the diary because there's an imperious curse put on him to some degree about mm. it, but it's it, it, but it's like vaguely alluded to. It's like he couldn't mention it because of the imperious curse, and I found that fascinating because he. So Lucius has a really clever mind. So he's obviously like he's like okay. So I've been tasked with doing this thing from ages ago that mm-hmm. is now coming to fruition. And I can't get out of it. I can't get around it. But like, I can't get around that specific thing. But I'm going to do everything else that I can to try and help. Mm-hmm. Because I now regret the position I'm in. Yes. And this is all because of, an, of a random act of kindness, of generosity, that Arthur showed him years ago when mm-hmm. he was prefect. Mm-hmm. And... And, you know, we should stipulate for anybody one, uh, like worrying that they're underage at that, that time. While Lucius is 13, nothing sexual happens. So it's just... Yeah. yeah. They, they kiss. Like, it's like, oh, there's an interest and Lucius has been crushing on him apparently this whole time. Which, of course, you're like, whoa, Lucius has been watching this redheaded, gorgeous, whatever, prefect. And... <laughs> And then he's like, oh my gosh, I never thought you would look my way. I mean, it was just very like, it was very kind of like, it was very romantic, the whole situation. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. you look, you're cold. Oh, da, da, da. I mean, it just, it, it seemed like so much. But if it was a flashback of Lu- of Lucius's, 
he exactly. could have romanticizes it, you know? Like he could have been like, oh, it was this moment and it was magical and he was such a gentleman and it was, we kissed yeah. and it was just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I've so. definitely done that with past kisses. Like yes, uh, when, I, when I was 22 <laughs> and, you know, and uh, it's like, and you kiss someone and like time stops and no one's ever, <laughs> no one's ever had a kiss like it in their life. Yes, it's yeah. just absolute magic so yeah I, I mm-hmm, identify mm-hmm. with that I relate to that and I feel like he absolutely could have done and I also feel like this builds into his slow burning desire to want to get Arthur back in his life in some mm-hmm. way um, and to seduce him absolutely mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. because this isn't out and out lusty from the get-go you know it's all very simmering under the surface there's so much tension and drama and like feelings but then people aren't sure of themselves i mm-hmm. i love it i love mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. it's so it it is so cat and mouse and uh and you know molly being all like well why does arthur why does um lucius Malfoy want anything to do with us like yeah he hasn't spoken to this family in years he's involved in the sort of the darkest stuff imaginable mm-hmm. what possible interest could he could there be in our family and then he's like well I'm gonna have to go anyway mm-hmm. to find out what he's up to so mm-hmm. I might as well go but you and the kids stay here and I'll just I'll yeah. go on the pretext of like intelligence gathering yes and and so he goes and there's this real moment of Arthur being uncomfortable at the party. So he goes off by himself and then Lucius finds him. Mm-hmm. And there's this real moment of intimacy there where it's like Arthur is in Lucius's home and there's this recognition that Lucius isn't really comfortable in his own home. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why he's entertaining. That's why there's this facade of this whole party. And Narcissa's wise to it, right? She mm-hmm. she knows. Mm-hmm. She's like, I thought you were having an affair. There's yes. that scene between them where she completely, she doesn't have time for any of his bullshit. Yeah. She's like, I thought you were having an affair. And he sort of brushes it off. But you can tell she's emotionally distanced herself mm-hmm. from him already. So there's nothing to lose for Lucius, whereas mm-hmm. Arthur has a lot more at stake. So there's a lot more riding on this for him. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, oh gosh, what was, uh, oh, what is it? And then in that moment with Narcissa, was it where Lucius turned it around and was like, well, do you have a thing with Snape? Was that what it was? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah, uh, what was he doing? It was like something, potions, or he was helping with something. And he's like, well, what about Snape, huh? And she's like, are you insane? Like, <laughs> he was like, what? No. That's really funny. Yeah, those moments of light relief are mm-hmm. so, like, because they, because that scene could have been really emotionally sore yeah um, but those moments of humor really really make that uh like help that help sell that moment that's mm-hmm, what i mean mm-hmm, to say mm-hmm. use your words nathan there was a there was a really classy moment earlier as well where i burped into the microphone <laughs> I, hope, I hope you don't like keep that in i'm 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 sorry if that's kept in i i <laughs> we so, for those of you that don't know, because you won't know, before we recorded this, we attempted to record something else, and it was a disaster. And, and I and I still feel, I still feel like I haven't come down from the, the from the 
from the mess. Yeah, so, you, so. Oh God, it was, it was, it was, it was. It was oh, any, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are, there are uh, some things that are just not fit for public consumption. <laughs> And um, yeah, it make it makes my belch into the mic seem positively ladylike by comparison. <laughs> oh, anyway. Oh dear. Anyway, yes, uh, uh, yes. The seduction of Arthur Weasley. Yes, yes. So, so okay. So I'm trying to remember. Is it the is it the moment when Lucius comes to Arthur at the very end to his office, right, or mm-hmm. goes with him or shows up? Is that the instance where they discuss or he realizes that, you know, like that Lucius helped get him out of the whole situation with the car? Or what was the reason why they... Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm... The the the, the upthrust of this is, anyway, that it's it comes to light that Lucius has helped Arthur in a lot more ways than... Arthur's been aware of. He's mm-hmm. been trying to do it clandestinely, sort of behind the scenes, because publicly they work on opposite sides and they're not friends with each other. So they have to maintain this sort of the their their business-like animosity. But behind the scenes, Lucius is all about really trying to get him out of the mess that he's yes. in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what was the bit? It's like, did you plan all of this? Arthur asked, walking over to his desk. All of what? Lucius? Yeah. Like, like what? Yeah. All of us? Having Fudge send for me while you were there, that ri- like that ridiculous note, hang in there, the fine. Oh, yeah, because they were like, oh, how about just some, you know, 50 galleons? And of course, Arthur was like, 50 galleons? He's like, ah, there should be like 100 in here. Like, there should be a fine or whatever. Like, oh, there are 50 should suffice versus 100 or something like that. And Lucius yeah. just like took care of the deal. Like, and all Arthur could do was just like kind of gape and be like, Exactly, exactly. But I did think it was sort of, it was on brand for Lucius to just throw money at the problem as well and make it go away. Like it, you know, it is just like, that's how he knows to be generous. That's Mm -hmm. his form of generosity. And it's very, uh, you know, he thinks nothing of it. It's like, because all of these things are a means to an end for him, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he has a line near the end of the fic where he's like, good Lord, Arthur, Lucius breathed. I didn't think I could want you any more than I already did. It's so, ah! he, he he has built and built and built to this moment. And then they they sort of decide, uh, they, they reach a decision anyway. I don't want to mm-hmm. spoil anything for anyone that wants to read the fic, mm-hmm. but they reach a decision. And then after that happens, fic stops. Yes. Um, And both of us were like, this is really good. It was beautifully written. Part of it actually won a a competition. So I can can actually (sighs) see why. Yeah. There was a, there's a, uh, a section of it in chapter two was used for a contest. Yes. Like a drabble challenge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It won first place in the new love drabbles contests for platform nine and three quarters. So. Oh, that's so good. And I can absolutely see why. I mean, mm-hmm. it's brilliantly written and you should go and read it. But, you know, fair warning, it does end abruptly. So part of the reason we wanted to do this episode in the first place was not just to talk about it, but then talk about where we think it would go mm-hmm. from here. So my begging worked. <laughs> <laughs> 
because, okay, they, well, I feel like regardless, we're going to have to talk about what happened at the end, spoilers or not, because otherwise yeah. we can't really continue <laughs> it. But, um, ah, oh, what is it? Do they? Well then, heavy, heavy spoilers ahead. Yeah. Do you want me to beg on my knees? <laughs> oh arthur and oh god okay yes Mm -hmm. oh arthur oh that would be most preferable (laughs) yeah there we go good lord arthur i didn't think i could want you any more than i already did yes okay yeah that Oh, God. I could just hear him saying that as well. Good Lord, Arthur. I didn't think I could want you any more than I already did. It's so, that is, it's, yeah, some lines just fit into character perfectly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And I, mm -hmm. you know, I absolutely see this. Of course, the problematic question that you already sort of addressed is, where does this leave Arthur and Molly? Molly, yes. And that's, I could see... That being a reason why it stopped where it did. It was like, oh, seduce Arthur. This is the seduction of Arthur Weasley. I seduced him. The end. You know what I mean? Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Whereas Arthur, Luther, (laughs) Lucius conveniently is available, technically, even if it still would be an affair, you know, regardless of not being in love with or having a real romantic relationship with his wife. Mm. It's obviously different for with Molly. And you think of Arthur and his character, I just don't see how far this could get before guilt really got to him. Because it's one thing when you're like all obviously like horned up and you're just like, okay, yeah, yeah, I wanted you when we were young. I still want you now. And like, yeah, get on your knees for me. Like, that's so great. <laughs> and then you have the moment and then he probably like, he's apparating home and he gets home and he's just like, fuck, what the fuck did I do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, now they're just going to be together secretly and whatnot. Like, I don't think Arthur could do that like them being together later in life post-war like they're just something dramatic would have to pull molly and arthur apart and part of me goes could this be step two of lucius's plan getting between arthur and you know arthur and molly so yeah possibly because he sees how like his little you know getting his fingers and little things to manipulate (laughs) things in in his favor like that i don't know but at the same time he's just he was very he want he genuinely wanted to reach out to and help his family like he he, you know it's like it shows that he did did and does care about arthur but the whole molly thing is definitely something that i'm like where does how does that go away and can it and what does that mm-hmm. mean for them besides it just being this you know like i mean him having this affair for what however long and be okay with it i just don't i don't think that arthur could do that no and i would definitely prefer it to end or it to resolve i should say into mm-hmm. a into a place where their marriage doesn't have to fall apart because I so the way I see it if it works the way I see it working is there's the revelation that Molly because she's had so many kids or whatever it has reached a place in her life where she's like I've done my duty to the wizarding world I can come out as asexual right and she really doesn't Mm-hmm. So she doesn't see sex as a part of her self-expression, right? Mm. But Arthur is then still like, I feel like I have needs. Yes. And I kind Obviously, of Obviously, a- you have 
seven sons and <laughs> yeah yeah seven sons <laughs> seven children and, did you just uh, say there were seven weasley brothers i did i did did you i did oh my <laughs> god like i am off the hook it's done it's done yeah i we are we are having the the seven weasley brothers t-shirts merch yes. it's happening yes. we've both done it now yep. i'm not the stupid one it's we we're, we're both equally adult okay no i did it because you say that i didn't say it because i forgot i said it because you forgot oh yeah oh sure mm. I believe you. Thousands wouldn't. Oh, God. Uh, what? <laughs> okay. Anyway, anyway. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> so interesting. So then, yeah, I don't know what it would be like. What would be an interesting conversation for them to have? You know, his, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's just such a because, weird thing. <laughs> just... Yeah, I don't. But the thing is, I don't want... I. I really don't want Molly to come out of this hurt. Right. That to that to me mm-hmm. would. I mean, it, it's it for it to happen would be canonical. Well, well, not necessarily canonical, but I see it being a realistic development, right? Because yeah. she's had seven kids with this guy, mm-hmm. and I I don't want their relationship to be ruined. Mm-hmm. But I also I also feel like Arthur is realizing that he has needs that for whatever reason aren't being met mm-hmm. uh, by Molly and in my head at least she is after they have a discussion and she's like what is going on with you why are you being cagey what's mm-hmm. happened you know why did this thing you know you were due to have a really big inquiry at the ministry and How'd everything was up away? in the air and like why did that go away suddenly and then he has to go into you know, really what happened. And so I I see them having like a heated argument, but coming out of it, both feeling like they're being emotionally honest with each other. Mm -hmm. And it frees up, uh, at least it frees up Arthur to go and explore things Mm -hmm. with Lucius. I don't know how Narcissa will react to Lucius wanting to pursue Arthur because even though he's technically free he's also categorically denied that he's having an affair right and it's interesting that she cared too you know because if they if they weren't yeah like if she's like oh I thought you were having an affair but it like it bothered her but at the same time it's like they don't have anything so that was I don't know it could have been one of those like even though I don't want you i don't want anyone else to have you because well one think of it like the proudness of like i'm a black i come from you know a certain family i still have to hold up certain standards and i married you for this reason and if if someone were to discover that there were problems or whatever between us or you were having an affair that would negatively upon her so i could see that as like a self-preservation thing of like if something like this got out like that's you know, you're you're putting my reputation at risk, and so I don't know. But yeah, I was just like, why do you why do you care? Not that you shouldn't. Like you're obviously his wife. Like you have every right to, you know, ask him about it. And if you're curious, but also, why did she care so much? I don't know. Yeah, 
And do you think then maybe Narcissa had more feelings for Lucius than she lets on? Do you think maybe Lucius is the one that distanced Mm -hmm. and she wasn't prepared to let go? I think most likely, because if you think about it, the reason they only have one child, they have one son. So I feel Mm -hmm. like he knew the one thing he needed to do was have an heir. And if they had maybe had a daughter first, then possibly they would have kept trying or whatever until they had a, you know, a boy. And but with this, it's like, oh, Draco, perfect, born, son. I'm good. Like, I'm done. And because maybe he is gay. Like, maybe he is, you know, he has no interest in women, but he did his duty, you know, to equally, like, his family name and legacy and line and whatnot. And maybe he was clear from the beginning, like, it's not, we're not going to have, you know, what you want or because maybe Narcissa does want that, as you say. She wants to be close to her husband. She wants that, but he's just closed off to it. He's like, no, I'm never going to be that for you. Yeah, I don't know. But then maybe she's like, you can't. But if it's not me, it can't be anyone else or whatever. And he's probably just like, fine, whatever. I mean, who knows? I I don't know. Yeah. But then, but then, so two things came to mind as you were talking there. One is, who do we see Narcissa ending up with? Because obviously we want her to have mm-hmm. uh, an emotional resolution to all of this as well. It's not fair just to, to leave her dangling. Mm-hmm. And secondly, even if Lucius were gay, that doesn't mean that he uh, necessarily has to fixate on Arthur. There are right. bound to be other other gay Slytherins that he knew growing up through Hogwarts right. or mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. Uh, other Death Eaters even or mm-hmm. other people that he knows from the Ministry. But so it's very interesting that like I maybe don't know if he's gay maybe he's only gay for Arthur maybe what do do, do we think I don't know I mean yeah maybe he doesn't well maybe his capacity for like emotional connection is kind of limited and we talked about him definitely getting hurt kind of previously whether it's like from the fic or just like us our discussion is maybe like all of his what he had left as far as like capacity to love and give was given to Draco because like obviously like I mean he's hard on Draco but he's still like he's his son he wants what's best for him and everything and Arthur took a piece of him that no one else could take again like it's just like it just belonged to Arthur and he carried it with him this whole time and he never really opened up or let anyone else in because he was hurt so much by that instance and then when they kind Mm -hmm. of actually interact acted in a more close intimate situation because obviously they see each other around obviously they have conflict like they're just like oh Malfoy oh Weasley blah 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 but they roll around on the ground and all of a sudden it's like boy like I'm like oh yeah I really liked you in school and you know whatever and so I don't know maybe it just like he just didn't care or he didn't find that draw and so I don't know maybe then that's a different thing to say about his sexuality is maybe he's just like I'm not you know but then when it comes to Arthur he's just like I don't know what this dude does to me but yeah <laughs> like I just want him and yeah so I don't know but um, as far as who Narcissa would be with 
I, I mean, of course, I'm like, they lay it out there. If he's denying having an affair and then he calls her out on Snape and she's denying, who's to say that she's not having this affair with Severus, you know? Like, because yeah. it's just like, oh, it's not about me right now. We're talking about you. And so, I don't know. Yeah, it could. There could be more there as well. Yeah. I mean, they say, you know, write what you want to read. And mm-hmm. after this, I definitely want some emotional resolution for Narcissa. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's being hard done to here. And mm-hmm. it, it isn't fair that she's so emotionally marooned and detached mm-hmm. in this. For her entire this... life. I mean, exactly. This, yeah. I mean, even at this point, Draco's 12. I mean, like, that's 12 years. I mean, that's that's a long time. Like I, Exactly. And... She doesn't seem to, in all of her dialogue, she seems so detached and mm-hmm. and remote from her own sense of, you know, self-experiencing life. Mm-hmm. It's really, it is sad to read. And I would hate to think that that's just where it's, where the book stops for Narcissa. You know, but I'm just, I just want everybody to have their mm-hmm. happy ending. It's that I was raised on Disney, okay? Yes! And I want everybody to... <laughs> To, to have their emotionally rewarding ending. I don't care if we have to get through pain and hurt mm-hmm. to get there, but I want to arrive there. So I could I could see her being with Snape, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because me... Brewing my... up a, a cauldron <laughs> full of hot, strong love. Yes! <laughs> there we go. Because um, for me with this ship, like... I I love it. Like, I ship it so hard. We talked about all the reasons why it works and it makes sense and why they would feel the way they feel canonically throughout this. But as soon as we start getting into, like, okay, if we're really going to stick to canon and we have the wives involved, it's like you kind of freeze. You're like, how do we do this without really, like, destroying two lives, you know? Like, I think I was talking to someone after we, like, just after we recorded the last episode and was so hyped. Like, obviously, we were really hyped on Arthur. And then they were like, so what happens to Molly? And I'm like, uh... I'm like, what if... And they're like, if you kill her, I will... (laughs) (laughs) If she... Molly cannot die! And I'm like, okay... (laughs) I'm like, okay, so she didn't die in the Battle of Hogwarts. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, how do I? I was like, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, so <laughs> both of them are widowers after the Battle of Hogwarts and then right. they can be together, but then that's still sad. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, there doesn't, it's hard to, you know, picture. You just have to kind of be like, I, I don't know. I don't know. But maybe it was this author's intention through getting Arthur and Lucius together to be to have their transgressive act of love that goes against this generational mm-hmm. um bias this you know this idea that you have to you have to settle down and have a family mm-hmm. and adhere to these heteronormative values maybe it was the author's intention to go yes within the wizarding world there are those rules Mm -hmm. but there is other stuff happening as well as that Mm -hmm. and this is where it gets emotionally complex and i don't necessarily think that it was the author's intention to um destroy to emotionally destroy other people's lives Mm -hmm. at the very least but it it's funny isn't it how much we care yeah we but because we're so invested in this world that you do care about Mm -hmm. the characters you're like oh no wait i don't want to I don't want to make a mess. Like yeah. I want to tidy up after myself yes. <laughs> and make sure make sure that everything has 
uh, as has an, a, an emotionally satisfying and rewarding ending because Molly is a lovable character. Yeah. She, we see how much she loves her kids, and even when she's perhaps mothering Harry too much yeah. and being overprotective of him, it's never from a place of of you know wanting to yeah. squash him or belittle him. It's always coming from this place of the world is this big, bad, scary place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I know what's want... best and I'm going to protect you. And... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I don't want, I don't want Molly to feel abandoned or neglected. Mm-hmm. And I certainly, I even don't want Narcissa to feel that. And, you know, our exposure to Narcissa has been a lot less kind, mm-hmm. but I still feel like she is this human character with human needs. And I. it would be great if she got together with somebody like Snape because he has been so hard done to as well. What do you want to say? Yes. I can see that you're yeah. itching to talk. Okay, okay, okay. So, okay, so they decide, okay, we're going to do this. Arthur's like hesitant, but he's just like, I cannot deny my needs for this dude. Um, yeah. But, so then let's say that obviously already Lucius has extended said invitation, invited the Weasleys over. Maybe he's like, okay, like how obviously my wife's not going anywhere otherwise obviously your wife's not going any anywhere so we have to figure out a way to like like interact normally so then maybe in their instances of like oh getting to spend time together but also trying to feel like to ease some of their guilt they like have like family dinners or something like he invites the Weasleys over and they do dinners together and to the to the wives it's like oh they have this good friendship and they're moving in a in a positive direction whether it be the Malfoys showing signs of not Mm. being evil you know going away from the evil sides and whatnot and then I want to imagine Narcissa and Molly falling in love but unable to do or say anything because they're like oh my god like but our husbands and then of course Narcissa same thing what if it turns what if we had a the seduction of Molly Weasley. Oh my God, I love that idea. Because Narcissa is also emotionally available and I could see her conniving to make a plan to, you know. Yes. Now, and I would love to know, <laughs> I would love to know what their relationship was like mm-hmm. in Hogwarts as well. Because presumably they're in Hogwarts at the same time. Um, Narcissa's, I think, a little bit younger than Lucius. So she might have been 11 when Molly and Arthur were in the same year. So then they would have been, so it would have been like a really, it would have been a significant jump. I don't think, I mean, aside from maybe like, maybe she did, it was like a, you know, friendship thing. Like maybe Narcissa was getting bullied or something. And then Molly being her, you know, strong self was just like, you know, like leave her alone, whatever. And they like had a genuine friendship. So it's not like an Arthur Lucia's situation but like they were aware of and knew each other and maybe that you know had an impact on but also it just could be one of those things that Narcissa never really because when you think about like the other it was really only her like Bellatrix and then maybe whoever the Parkinson's were I mean I can't say that she probably has many like female friends or like females that would she would right. feel like she could be like vulnerable and open with and maybe she also has a secret like queerness that she's you know has different feelings that she's never been able to explore because of as we say the pressures of heteronormativity and having a child and all that for the families yeah. and 
who knows maybe because the weasleys are a little bit more like chill and you know it's not as rigid their life is more like just just flexible and free flowing free yeah yeah, free flowing whereas the Malfoys are obviously very structured and rigid and this is how things are and I could see that really having an effect on Narcissa to help loosening her up and maybe it could be it could have been like a shock of cold water at first like her just being like you dare bring these crazy ass people into my house and just like being like I can't do this like it's like, you know what, we, you know, here are, and he, maybe some way Lucius is able to manipulate some reason why they need to come over or why this is beneficial to have them, you know, be in their circle or something. But then eventually Narcissus is just like, oh my God, freaking love that. I love, I love that woman. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. But so I could see that becoming a thing. You know, you could just see them like having some wine after dinner or just like relaxing in the drawing room and then maybe just like a brush of a hand or a giggle or something. And it's just like, it's just, yes. it's just starting. And then even maybe Lucius and Arthur are starting to notice, you know, they're just like, and maybe, maybe Lucius in particular, maybe not Arthur, but I could see going into Lucius's head and him being like, oh yeah like he's like i am like it's like this is all working in my favor because if that something happens between them arthur can be mine you know what i mean yes yes and maybe maybe lucius knows that his wife has had these feelings Mm. all along Mm -hmm. and can't act on them maybe not for molly but right but in general she's had feelings for other women Mm -hmm. but because of the the social pressures she's never been able to act on them you know it wouldn't have been deemed appropriate Mm -hmm. or whatever but then because of his maneuvering he's able to go ah i could get the, the two of them together and i love the idea that they're all they all eventually come to laugh about it together around the dinner, mm-hmm. dinner table mm-hmm. and how their families interact as I well know. because then draco has to be like a weasel yeah. i can't believe i'm sharing a dinner table i with know you. i know uh, uh, and like ron's just throwing food at him and like oh now yeah. i'm picturing okay so of course malfoy manor has like a huge ass table like obviously yeah, you know like royal style like lucius is sitting down here narcissus way down here and then draco's just awkwardly somewhere in the middle but yeah. they, so they'll invite, I could see it starting, whereas like Arthur and Molly come over and they're sitting kind of awkwardly in the middle, like and looking at each other like this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And then gradually over time, they like all move to like one end of the table. So it like shows the progression of their comfort with one another. Yeah. Which is like, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, that'd be so nice. But then you see, it's like, oh, now let's, let's invite all the Weasleys over, like all the kids. And, <laughs> and then you just see all these Weasleys around the table. And I could just see Narcissa just being like, oh my God. <laughs> just like, and the house elves running around like, oh my God. Like it's just, oh man! Yeah. I don't even. I don't the even the know. the potential for, if not fast, then certainly yes. comedy is rich here. Yes. Especially if, as we say, nobody's hearts are broken yes. in the process of all of this yes. um, orchestration. Um, and sad as I am to say this, we are going to have to wrap this up now. No, no, yeah. Like, I could talk about this all day. Yes. I want to talk about this all day. I know. Um, 
Uh, do you know what? If you have more to say about this, like hit me up in the Discord mm-hmm. and we'll chat. Because people have been had some really interesting, insightful stuff to say. Mm-hmm. And I've been like, I've had to reevaluate my own opinions. Yeah. And go, oh yeah, hang on a minute. I yeah, I see what you mean. So hit me up in the Discord, we'll have a chat about it. Mm-hmm. Um I am sorry that we have to cut this short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for once in like a, a long time. <laughs> This will be one of the shorter episodes, surprisingly. But yeah, yeah. no, but um, yeah. So if you haven't, give that fic a read. It was so, so good. And if you have your own points of view of how you think the direction of, you know, the fic would go, as well as what do you think will happen to Molly Weasley? Because I'm really curious because it's just how do we, you know, maybe you guys are ruthless and you're just like, no. Like, it's just, I just don't care. Like, as long as the, they're together, it doesn't matter. But yeah. Yeah. So, well, whatever you think, we want to, we want to know about it. So, you know, email us at careofmagicalshippers at mm-hmm. gmail.com. Hit us up on all the social medias. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. how to find us by now. Uh, all of the links to all of that will be in the description anyway. And funny enough, you bringing, you know, it'd be nice if Snape had someone. So next time we're going to be doing a really fun ship, which probably ha- brings a lot of feelings from a lot of people in many different directions. It's an another poly ship, Lily Evans, Severus Snape, and James Potter. So which, I can just hear people screaming. I know. Right being now. like, what? How? No. Yes. Ah. ah. I can just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, look, James we is a bully. Gonna... No. It's like, oh, but then it, it, I'm excited. I'm so excited about it. I, I just, I love all the ideas around them and what kind of dynamic could build or change, uh, especially in their, you know, Hogwarts years and things like that. I, I'm i really excited. I'm really excited about it. Let us know what you think about it. Uh, please do. And, uh, but yeah, so we'll see you next time. Until next time, <laughs> listeners. And abrupt cut. The end. Bye. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? You do. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) (laughs) While you're waiting for the next episode, all the shipping fun can continue online. You can head over to all of our social media platforms, like Magical Ship Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and Care of Magical Shippers on Tumblr. You can get in touch with us by email at careofmagicalshippers at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voice message with all of your ship and fic thoughts and feels, and have the chance to be featured on a future pod episode. We are also live on Patreon. Patrons have access to early episodes, bonus content, extended uncut episodes with all of our nonsense, ficlets written by me, exclusive merch, and a patron discord. Another easy way to show your love for the pod is by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. And thank you so much for listening.